T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. That's really loud. Mm-hmm. Well, Welcome back into the Forced to Punt podcast. It's been a while. I am your host, Steven Sarah, as always, joined by Dusty Likens. Mm-hmm. He's being a little sour because he doesn't feel good. <laughs> Just prolonged. Should have been done an hour ago. Had things to do, apparently. Well, I'm going to tell him I have this thing to do and go quick. <laughs> yeah, I do want to go quick. We'll be done with this very soon. But... You know, people have been requesting our, our fantasy podcast. They're going through withdrawals since we haven't done one in a month because the uh, fantasy postseason, obviously, it's over. We're headed into Championship Sunday around the NFL. There's a lot to cover. And, you know, so, you know, obviously, once the NFL season ends, it's going to be a little tougher for us to do these regularly because there isn't going to be as much to talk about around the league during the offseason, but we are going to still try to do uh, one of these a month, probably the second Wednesday every month, I think is what we're looking at right now, yep. just to try to stay up to date, uh, try to update you on draft strategies headed into next season, rankings, the guys we love, the guys we hate, the guys set to uh, take a step back, and the guys set to take the monster steps forward, all of that kind of stuff. So... I'm really excited about that because I, I like to do this stuff year-round, and especially once football season ends, really all we have to look forward to is NBA and college basketball, and then we get into the summer months where it's just baseball. And it's it's kind of sad for me. But, you don't like baseball? No, I don't. Why? It's just not a fun sport. It's actually a very tainted sport now. I don't know how it survives. <laughs> I mean, everybody cheats. Every manager's getting fucking fired. Yeah. Like, well, why, why is baseball? That's even a, what yeah. happens when you take yourself so seriously yeah. that you refuse to adapt and grow. Yep. And you refuse to adapt your sport to modern day society. So everybody exploits the fact that you are prehistoric in the way you do everything. Yeah, here's an idea. Play 100 games on 162. Break between yeah. 50 and the season so much uh, Maybe use robot umpires. I mean, that would be a start. I, there's a lot of ways you could improve baseball, and I don't need to care about baseball to tell you what it needs, what, what it needs to improve. No, nah, just a lot. But... Here in a little bit, we will uh, kind of run through some quick, way too early quarterback projections. You know, it's it's the playoffs. Is they're winding down. There's still some very good, talented quarterbacks left in the NFL postseason. But where we want to start, run through these uh, AFC NFC championship games real quick. You know, if you're still playing in uh, daily fantasy sports, if you're still playing in uh, DFS. Want to try to give you our best options out there. Uh, so with the Chiefs and Titans, it is the early game. I will be in attendance to the game on Sunday. I'm pretty excited you. about it. Uh, it's my second consecutive AFC Championship game. 
I'm uh, looking forward to the fact that I will not have to go in the Patriots locker room in the post game this time. So win or lose, I will be in the Chiefs locker room, I hope. I had to go in the Patriots locker room last last year after the AFC Championship game. It wasn't very much fun. It was kind of cool to be that close to Tom Brady, but it wasn't as much fun. Uh, Is he even in the locker room? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought the quarterback always he was talking. The... He, was, he was talking to Peter King. Ah. Having a little, little one-on-one with old Petey King. Peter King sucks. I like Peter King. He got mad at Joey Chestnut because he ate hot dogs. <laughs> what? He's like, you could feed millions of kids these hot dogs, but instead you have this gluttonous award for this guy. He's like, <laughs> take a break, man. They do it he, once a year. Did he tweet that or yeah. something? <laughs> he got mad at Joey Chestnut for eating hot dogs. Like, I hate Joey Chestnut. I think he's a disgrace. But like I don't think you have to trash the guy for doing. Why what do he you does. think he's a disgrace? Why it's, are you it's just, just not trashing Peter King and Joey Chestnut? I don't know. I just. I mean, I don't have a problem with the guy. He's uh, turned his passion of overeating into a lifelong career that he makes probably a good amount of money off of. Hey, he's got a weird, weird structure. Weird. I don't know. I'm just not into Joey Chestnut like some people are. <laughs> okay, he eats hot dogs. So. Uh, Hatred for Peter King aside, I, I think Peter I King is fantastic at his job. Um, yeah, I was in the Patriots locker room last year after they beat the Chiefs in overtime, and it was not nearly as exciting uh, because I don't cover the Patriots. I had to go cover them for one of our sister radio stations. And it was cool to see all of those guys enjoying the celebration and going back to another Super Bowl, but I'm hoping this season it will be... The other way around, I'll be in the Chiefs post-game locker room and they will be spraying bottles of champagne as they are headed to a Super Bowl. Will you tell one of them to shoot you in the face with it? Like, will you just, like, stand there, open arm, be like, come on? I mean, sure. I would. That's fine. I have to come back and do a radio show after the game no matter what uh, because it's part of uh, 610 Sports Radio, 50 straight hours of coverage to celebrate the 50-year anniversary of the Chiefs. I'm so excited for that. I think uh, think Dusty is going to be, what, 2 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. that evening? Yep. I'm supposed to come back immediately after the evening. 2 to 6 a.m.? That morning? Yeah, there you go. Um, I will be back uh, with uh, Cody and Gold. We will be on from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., assuming we make it back in time from the game. Wow, that's got to be a tough time. And then, uh, I mean, I got I to gotta turn around and go home and come back and get here at 7 a.m. for our 10 a.m. radio show, which is normally when I get here. So, got to, uh, I mean, you know, where, where's... You'll love it. Where's, uh, where's, where's your guy Nick at? Why isn't Nick helping? So the quarterbacks next year in uh, in uh, you guys both did post game. Apparently, he doesn't do it anymore. He hasn't done it for four weeks because he only does away <laughs> games. I feel like that was the that well that was determined preseason. So. Yeah, I didn't think about playoffs. <laughs> I was really pulling for Baltimore last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys got to work something out where you trade off playoff games. I'll tell you what, I'm not doing the damn Super Bowl, <laughs> but. There is uh, a ton of tempting value in this uh, Chiefs-Titans game. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill has done absolutely nothing in the postseason as far as uh, a passer goes. Derrick Henry has more than doubled his passing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I really see any reason to believe that he's going to have a highly productive game in this one. Now, I, I know he was down the back half of the regular season, but even in their first matchup, I think Tannehill threw for like 180 yards and two touchdowns, and all of that kind of came in the second half when they were playing from behind. But Derrick Henry was also an absolute monster in that game. That was, you know, I think that was towards the beginning of his just rampage across the NFL for the last 
eight or nine weeks or so. Yeah, he had 188 in that game. Yeah, he was an absolute stud, and obviously that was back when the Chiefs were one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Uh, we just assumed week in and week out they're going to give up 100-plus rushing yards to an individual running back. And then they had a pretty good game against... They had a pretty good couple of games, I think, against the Denver Broncos where Patrick Mahomes got hurt, uh, and then they got torched by the Packers, and then the Minnesota Vikings, they actually shut down Dalvin Cook. And so that narrative was about the run defense was starting to shift a little bit, and then Derrick Henry absolutely just brutalized them, and they yep. eventually lost that game. Um, I don't see how you can't put Derrick Henry in your daily lineup. I The man's... Just been absolutely unstoppable. I, I do have a little bit more faith that the Chiefs' defense is going to find a way to slow him down. What's crazy is that even against Baltimore, where he just absolutely went off, you know, it's not like Baltimore wasn't trying to stop him. Like they were putting eight guys on the line of scrimmage. He's just impossible to tackle. So he's still going to be heavily involved. He's still going to be their offense, really. Mm -hmm. And so obviously, he still has to be in your lineup. I'm more curious about AJ Brown. AJ Brown, absolutely incredible rookie. Yeah. Um, I think he's an ascending star. I think he is a legitimate superstar caliber wide receiver. I, I think he's going to be a guy who, when we uh, go over wide receiver rankings at some point, he's going to be a guy that I that I target heavily in a lot of drafts because you're going to find a ton of value with him as a second-year player next year. He's done nothing so far in the postseason, but I, Ryan Tannehill hasn't thrown the ball. So how do you feel about A.J. Brown's potential in this game against the Chiefs? Secondary, which has been good, but Charvarius Ward did actually struggle quite a bit last week. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it got asked today about A.J. Brown once, and I think he's the underlining story that nobody's talking about. I think that there's an issue when it comes to the Chiefs, when it comes to who they play, um, because I think when you look at the Tennessee Titans, the main focus all day-to-day -day at the Chiefs press conference was just Derrick Henry this and Derrick Henry that, and Tyron Matthews saying that he felt like he almost broke his jaw, I think, tackling Derrick Henry the last time, but when it comes to A.J. Brown, like he's part of this, I guess I'm okay to say it, the best rookie wide receiver class we've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, A.J. Brown is an absolute beast. When he catches the – what's the better receiving class? There isn't one. I mean, the Odell, the OBJ, the OBJ, Odell receiving class. We looked at it, we, I looked at it the other day. This one's much better. If you look at numbers. I mean, th those were both fantastic receiving This classes. one's better. I this think, one is very, very good. Yes. I think when it comes to A.J. Brown, I think that you cannot forget about him because of the fact that if you do try to put all your focus on Derrick Henry, which I do believe Mike Vrabel is an old-school style, style of coach. I think he's going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry 18 to 25 to however many times he can hand the ball off to him, no matter what the score is. And I think they talked about it today. Um you know, when they played that game last time, the Titans were down, and they were still handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. Like, it didn't matter in the second half. They were still giving the ball to Derrick Henry. But if there is another option, yes, I think it's A.J. Brown. I think it's Tannehill. If he can somehow use that connection, we'll see. But, I mean, again, the Chiefs have done well against team's number one wide receiver, and I think he is their number one wide receiver. And, yeah, there's a little bit of a sketchiness when it comes to uh, Shavarius Ward, but um, I think you have to keep your eyes open when it comes to A.J. Brown. Yeah, I, I think he's obviously their most talented pass catcher. Um, I don't think that I'm playing him in this game. It's This game does have, even in that first game where they were down, they still ran. And yeah. they're, they're just going to run with Derrick Henry because they know that all it takes 
is a couple of would-be tacklers to not bring him down, and he can break it for 80 yards. Yeah. And so they're not going to give up on the run even. Like, you know, let's say in a, a, a perfect world, the Chiefs go into halftime up 28-14 or something like that, or and then they score right out of the half and they're up 35-14. to Derrick Henry's still getting 12 second-half carries, 15 second-half carries. Yeah. Uh, but AJ Brown, but he AJ Brown was super effective this season on a super limited role anyway. Yeah. Down the back half of the season, he started getting worked in the offense more. But he was a guy who was having like he'd have like one twenty and four targets. Yeah. Because he would just he'd catch a pass and just and just take off. Or He's a home run. Type. Yes, he is insanely strong and insanely fast for somebody as big as he is, and so. Yeah, I think that there is potential for that. I just don't know that it I just don't know that I I can rely on that in this game because I do think that they're going to bounce back. I am a little bit more interested in a uh a Janu Smith who has been a a heavy passing target for Ryan Tannehill. He loves to target him down the red zone and we've talked about a ton about how Tennessee's offense has just been outrageously efficient in the red zone like unsustainable yeah. but somehow they continue to sustain it don't they also and so, run the ball with Keanu Smith too sometimes like they give him like jet sweeps I feel like I've seen that a couple of times um I, I don't know I can't I, I can't confirm that I have seen that by that the way this receiving class this year DK Metcalf Debo Samuel AJ Brown Marquise Brown uh McCole Hardman Scary Terry Paris Campbell, Deontay Johnson, Keyshawn John. I mean, yeah, it's better than the OBJ class. It's very, very good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that particular class did have a lot of guys that have fizzled out. That that looked very promising early on, like a Kelvin Benjamin, who I think had 1,000 mm-hmm. yards his rookie wide, wide receiver season. And he was a part of that class, and he is not even in the NFL anymore. Now he's eating I, don't, I don't have that pulled up in front of me. But, yes, it's very, very good. There's a very promising chance that a lot of these guys turn out to be serious players, but we have to wait and see on on some of them. But I think without a doubt, A.J. Brown is a very, very talented player who's only going to continue to get better. Um, on the Chiefs' side, obviously I think Mahomes is a safe bet. Uh, Travis Kelsey is a safe bet. I think Tyree Kill is going to go off in this game, personally. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have much of an impact in a 51-point outburst last week, but it was because they didn't really need him to. Like, Mahomes was just wheeling and dealing all over the field after that, after those first couple of series, and he was just unstoppable. And, yeah, you would love to see Tyreek catch an 80-yard touchdown, but it just didn't connect last week. I, I think that Mahomes is going to find a way to get him on this week. And People seem for for some reason are all of a sudden scared of this Titans defense because it's looked really good. I granted, I, I understand that they slowed down Lamar Jackson, but that was a really really weird game. Like yeah. like people who aren't actually paying attention to it, they're just looking at the final score are going to say, "Oh, they dominated the Ravens' number one offense," and, and they really didn't. They just they came up with really, really big plays and really, really key situations, but that didn't really speak to the narrative of the entire game because Lamar Jackson put up 400 yards of offense. Yeah, They just got stopped on fourth and one twice, which those drives, I would assume, were going to be touchdown drives mm-hmm. had they picked those up. Like, it was just 
weird, fluky things kept happening. And, I, and it's not to discredit what the Titans did. They've been really, really good. They also shut down a horrendous Patriots offense that had been awful for weeks right? and looked awful. And we assumed that they were going to be terrible headed into the postseason. They absolutely were. Nobody could catch a pass on that offense. So I'm not looking at the Titans' defense like I am terrified of it. Yeah, it helps that they're healthy right now. Adoree Jackson was hurt a ton this season, and he's a very talented cornerback. But I don't think that Adoree Jackson is in the Stephon Gilmore category. Like, he's a very good player. Kevin Byard's still a very good safety. They've got some good guys up front. But there's nobody on the defense that you're like, that guy is a monster. That guy is a stud. Like like the Chiefs have Chris Jones and Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew. Like Maybe there's nobody on their defense that you think that guy is a complete and utter monster. We have to avoid him. We have to double team him. We have to do whatever we have to whatever we can. I think Mike Rabel's done a fantastic job with them. There should be no reason that you were scared of this defense, especially after what you just did last week against the Texans. Texas defense isn't good either, but the Titans defense throughout the regular season was not much better than the Texans defense. Yeah, no, and I mean, Mahomes mentioned it today that he said he wasn't even 100% when he played in that game because it was the first game back since he had the uh, dislocated knee uh, setback. Yeah. And even in that game, he was 36 of 50 for 446 and three touchdowns. And you said Tyree Kill can go off. Last time he played this team, he had 11 for 157 and a touchdown. So, um, yeah, nothing on this defense. And also when they played the Ravens, I'm pretty sure Mark Ingram was like 40%. And as much as you want to give Lamar Jackson as the only guy, I mean, I get it. Lamar Jackson is the MVP. He was the best offensive player all year. He still needs Mark Ingram in that offense. And even Mark Andrews, his tight end, wasn't 100%. So they played a banged-up Ravens team. They're not playing a banged-up Chiefs team. And so that's so so Chris Jones, if Chris Jones can't go in this game, that's gonna play a much larger role in this game than it did in the previous game because let's like we had Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. You weren't scared of Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson without Chris Jones. You're a little bit more scared of Derrick Henry without Chris Jones. Because because despite this false fan narrative, Chris Jones has actually been very, very good against the run this season and he was Okay, against the run last season, this narrative that he just sells out for sacks and doesn't do doesn't fill yeah. the gaps and stuff like that is just false. He's been actually excellent against the run this season, even though the Chiefs' defense hasn't been has been up and down against the run at points. They've looked better. Mike Pennell has been a, a very good late season ad that who has really helped with that. Um, but you need Chris Jones in there, like you you just right. need your studs in there. But like like Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram went had a calf injury that he suffered in week 16. He didn't play week 17, had a bye week, and then didn't practice, I don't think, until a limited capacity like the Friday before their playoff game or the Thursday before that. And so that was three weeks it took Mark Ingram to to get back on the field in any capacity. And, yeah, he looked like he wasn't wasn't all there. And Andy Reid said earlier this week that Chris Jones wasn't going to play uh, last week because he couldn't push off of his leg. Yeah. And so that really, really concerns you. And it doesn't sound like he's going to practice at all this week. Maybe he's got a limited role on Sunday, but they need him to get healthy if they're going to play in the Super Bowl. But I, I think you have to get him in the game this week. Unless he can't walk, if he still can't push off of his leg at all, even if it's in a, a limited role where you limit his snaps, I think you have to get Chris Jones involved because Derrick Henry's a whole different type of monster. Yeah, maybe if he just plays like 
first and second down, then you take him off the field on thirds. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do when they when it comes to running the ball in certain situations. I assume they're going to run the ball almost every time on first and second down. But yeah, even if it's just like his presence is there, just to think about it, I think it's just a plus side for the Chiefs. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if I'm not sure because I know when they played him in that playoff game, Chris Jones went out doing an injury, yeah. and then after that, Derrick Henry went off. So I'm still playing Damian Williams in this game. He just got all of the work last week, which, I mean, that's ideal. That's the guy he was supposed to be all season long. And he did good against the Titans last time. He had 19 for 77. He's yeah. Mahomes' guy in that backfield. So he's he's obviously in play. Are you taking a flyer on... Sammy Watkins or Demarcus Robinson or McCole Hardman. I would take a flyer on Hardman, I think, before I would take a flyer on Robinson or Watkins. I like how you asked me the question and answered it. Um, but, yeah, I would – Hardman, yes. Watkins, no. And uh, who was the other one? You said Hardman, Watkins, and who else? Robinson. No, absolutely not. I don't I, – the Robinson thing for me, it's sailed. It's over with. It, it was He fun. was awful last week. Terrible. Awful. Absolutely terrible. The whole Robinson thing, that's – it was it was cute. It was awesome at the beginning of the year. He was really clicking and everything was going well. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, just, but, just, just Hardman. People keep telling me that Sammy shows up in the playoffs because he had, like, one good playoff game last year. I mean, last year it was his first playoff. Like, how's he show – he's only been in the playoffs. He's only played he three playoffs. He's in the playoffs games. with the Rams. They said last year was his first playoff game. Wasn't he in the playoffs with the Rams the year before? I don't know. Didn't they I make just, the postseason that I just year? Remember I was doing an interview with, with him. With Sean McVay? I was doing an interview with him, and they said that uh, last year was his first playoff game. I think maybe he was hurt. Maybe he was hurt in those games. Which wouldn't surprise me because he's got heavy-ass feet. Yeah. But, like, I'm pretty sure they said that last year against, uh, what was it? What was it against the Colts was his first playoff game. <laughs> because then the question <laughs> I asked him was, well, what advice do you give to McCall Hardman? For his first playoff game, and he said, none. He's got it. He knows what he's doing. I was like, oh, shit. All right. I don't think you – yeah, I'm not I'm not talking myself into Sammy. He no. did have that big catch last week. He had a couple um, plays last week. It was, week. what, like, a, like 45 yards or but something like that? he didn't like score. That. He's no. not going to put up big numbers. No, that was, like, the only thing. He, he had, like, one other catch in that game. No, it's going to be Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and then everybody else is just a coin flip. So – and hard. Moving over to the NFC side, this will be pretty quick. It's pretty plain and simple, I think. Um, Rodgers, Jones, and Devontae Adams. That's it. I mean, you're not going to play Alan Lazard. I'm not even going to play Rodgers. You're not going to play Jace Sternberger. I don't even know who that is. Hey, Jamal Williams, maybe. You, you really can take know a who flyer that is? On. You just figure, you yes, just see it on it's your... It's their backup tight end. I hate you. Jimmy Graham. I don't know, man. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Geronimo, Allison. You're not playing any of those guys. Now you're just flexing your hog. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even know. If Mar- Marquez, Valdez, Scantling might be on IR or something. I don't even know if he's on their active roster right now. I don't think he – I haven't heard his name in seven weeks. <laughs> uh, since we did this back in, what, November? I think when the last time we talked about his name. No, I mean, I don't even – I don't want anything to do – honestly, I don't trust San Francisco, but – God, if I had gun to my head, I had to play at least two San Francisco players. Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams are the only two I'm playing. I don't want anybody else. He had one catch for eight yards. So he is alive. Yeah. He is He is alive. Okay, Valdez Scantling, one catch, eight yards. He just likes saying his name. And Jeremiah Allison, one catch for seven yards. And Jimmy Graham had the big first down. Alan Lazard, two for 26. What did Jimmy Graham do last week? That one catch, they got the first down. I was down looking at the wrong numbers. Those aren't right. Uh, God. No, that is right on Valdez Scantling. Oh, of course. 
But not Lizard? No. Yeah. But it wasn't good. Either way, either way, it wasn't good. Why can't he just go by Lizard? I think some people just call him that. They should. Uh, but as far as the... The other side of the field? San Francisco 49ers What running back go? are you taking out of that backfield? Because last week it was Brieta. And it's like all oh. of a sudden... I, Tevin Coleman had 22 carries yeah. last week. Um, like, now all of a sudden we're back to doing this again? My guy, Mostert, all of a sudden just lost his privilege? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... He didn't lose it. I mean, Matt Breida wasn't that involved. He had eight, I meant, eight I carries meant for idea. 17 yards, but Coleman Cole. had 22 carries for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, Moser had 12 up. carries for 58. Um, I would think that. So it, it's not like Coleman. It's not like Coleman was a hot hand. Like he broke off a 40 yard run, and they just said we're sticking with him or something like that. Like his longest run was 11 yards. Raheem Mostert's longest run was 10 yards. I think it was just that. Minnesota has a pretty good run defense, yeah. and they had the the Niners had that one scoring drive. They scored a touchdown. They just ran every play. They didn't even attempt to throw. They were just they were just giving the Vikings the finger, saying you can't stop us. And I think it has more to do with the fact that Tevin Coleman's just a bigger dude. Like he he's just he's just a bigger framed running back. And so I, I think that had more to do with it because I, obviously Mostert was great down the stretch. So I, I I think that you could still play Coleman or Mostert, and I would be fine with it. And you could still play, you know, Samuel or Debo Samuel or Emmanuel Sanders, and I would be fine with it. Obviously, you want to play um, George Kittle. I think you can play Jimmy Graham. The 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 Packers secondary has actually been really good. Down the back stretch of the season, um, but I think I, I would I think I would still rather play Jimmy Graham over Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy Graham over Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I I have to look at it, but I'm pretty sure Green Bay and San Fran played each other this year, right? I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers was absolutely horrendous against that front seven. Now again, no, a lot of they, people they are, got absolutely dominant. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I think destroyed. only threw for like a hundred and like thirty yards or something like that in that game. So I mean, when it comes to that, they got, like, they got destroyed. It absolutely was, destroyed. It was ugly. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't want it. Like I said earlier, I don't want anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. The only people I want on the Packers side is Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. And when it comes to the San Francisco side, I'm like you. I don't, I don't really know what to do at running back. I think you have to play both of them if you want to. Uh, Debo Samuel, they could have a decent game, and of course George Kittle. But I mean, God, the NFC side of the playoffs sucks. It's just they, so boring. Uh, the Packers lost that game, thirty-seven yeah. to eight. Yeah, it was terrible. Aaron Rodgers had one hundred and four yards and yeah. one touchdown. He was sacked five times. Good God! So I mean, it makes you think the same recipe is going to happen again because uh, this game's in San Francisco again. Yeah, it's. I I just think San Francisco is just a better team. I I think because the Packers are fine. But the Packers are just one of those weird teams that wound up thirteen and three and didn't really have any business being thirteen and three. I feel like they played a lot of teams at the right time. Yeah, they just played a lot of close ones. They, and, they played the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and, and they barely won that game. And, and they just they had a lot of close games and they had a lot of weird games and just it's those are the types of teams that yes they they got to the NFC Championship game that's great Aaron Rodgers is still. You know, he's not the same Aaron Rodgers, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. He can still give you, like, five throws a game where you're like, damn, Aaron. Yeah. But And he doesn't the, turn the ball the, over. And the Packers are the type of team that, you know, they're not going to have 
this massive regression, I don't think. Like, they're not going to be one of these teams that makes the playoffs and then goes 6-10 and 10 the next year because they don't catch the breaks that they caught this season right. because of Aaron Rodgers and because they're still, they've still got a lot of young talent. Like, I, I still think that, they, that next season they'll be a playoff team. I just don't think that they're anywhere close to being like a Super Bowl caliber team, and I don't think that they looked it in that in their first playoff game. No, I think if the Packers play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, it wouldn't be a fun Super Bowl because I think it would be over by halftime. Yeah, I just like, think that that's the way that those two teams shape up, and I think that if the, I mean, just the NFC in general just looks different than the way the AFC is stacked up. And you should want to see the Niners and the Chiefs. Like that's the ideal Super Bowl. If we get a Packers Titans, oh Jesus, Super Bowl, oh, it's gonna be awful. It would probably pull decent ratings because the Packers fan base is so huge. But that would be a god awful Super Bowl. I mean, the Chiefs have to represent the team in the AFC because if it's the Titans, I mean, you can piss off. But I mean, if it's the Chiefs and the Packers, you can see oh how fitting the first Super Bowl ever was Chiefs Packers, the hundredth season in the NFL's Chiefs Packers. But yeah, I mean, we're all in. All standing in line for Niners and Chiefs to be the Super Bowl matchup. So I want to run through our top ten quarterbacks. We're going to do it really fast. I'm going to give you ten through five for me, mm-hmm. and then I'll give you one through five. So number ten. So wait, what? You're giving them all, and I'm just going to sit here and listen to you give me the top ten quarterbacks. Well, you can tell me. I'm going to go ten through five, and you can tell me if you agree or if there's somebody that. Should be in place, or you can give me your ten through five. However, you would like to do it. No, we'll just because we'll just... I, I want to break down every position. I just want to run through it really quick, and we can discuss. I was just confused at how you how you worded that. So number ten, number ten quarterback Carson Wentz. You just are you ever going to let it go? With My him? number nine quarterback Matt Ryan. My number eight quarterback Kyler Murray. My number seven quarterback, Jameis Winston. My number five quarterback, Josh Allen. Okay, that's tough. Josh Allen's number five? Yes. I think the Bills are primed and ready for a massive regression in the win total next season. I think that Josh Allen is going to eventually plateau the way Mitch Trubisky has. But... His rushing ability and his his touchdowns. I I think that Devin Singletary getting another season under his belt is going to be much more effective next season. I think that's going to help him. I like Josh Allen's upside. I'm trying to think of who your top five are with those two guys in there that I don't agree with. I got to think your top five. Are, well, let's see: Lamar, Pat, Deshaun, Dak, and Russ. Are those your top five? Yes. Yeah, I mean... It's really... So, yeah, my top five would be Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, in that order. Yeah, I think that's a solid top five. I think those are good top... How many of those are you taking in the first round? Two? One? You taking Lamar Jackson first round? I would take Lamar first round. Um, I would consider Mahomes... If I'm the last pick of the second round, I might consider Patrick Mahomes there. I wouldn't take him, or if you know, or maybe the first pick of the third round in a state right. draft. I I would consider taking Patrick Mahomes there because I think with them they're so safe. Like Mahomes, if he doesn't you know get that, if he doesn't get injured, if he doesn't miss two games, if he's not banged up early in the season. 
Like, what do you throw? Twenty six touchdowns this season. I think he still throws thirty five touchdowns with those games and barring the ankle injury that was clearly hampering him, all the injuries to their offensive line, to their offensive weapons. Like, I think he should be a lock every year for, like, 30-plus touchdowns. I think it's hard to find those guys. And he's going to throw over 4,000 every year. Because he threw yeah. 4,000 this year and he finished in yeah, the top like, 10. Yeah, like, I think Deshaun is a little bit more up in the air for me, but he's still obviously a very good fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Josh Allen, man, sixth. Yeah, I mean... The way he runs the ball, I just think you got to let Carson Wentz get out. You got to let that go. You got to move on from Carson. Now Wentz. I think that the Eagles are going to bounce back next season. Yeah, you said that last year. Carson Wentz threw for four thousand yards this season, and he didn't have a single pass catcher or a single wide receiver. Excuse me, he did have uh, Zach Ertz. Yeah, but a single wide receiver over five hundred receiving yards. Yeah, it's the yeah, first yeah. time that's ever happened NFL in the NFL. Yeah. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. It was just. Catastrophe for the Eagles. This doesn't season. that make it a a burden on the quarterback if he doesn't have targets? He they're going to add targets. Oh, they're going to they they're going to get guys, Ugh. and they're going to cut Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside is just awful, so I can't imagine he's going to improve that much. They're going to cut Alshon Jeffrey, but oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. But it's been real. Signing Deshaun Jackson was stupid. They're going to try to figure that out. They're going to add some weapons. They got they got to get him some weapons. They got to figure it out. So. Yeah, they're going to go get AJ Green. That would get you horny. AJ Green with Carson Wentz. Big six foot five frame on the outside for Carson to throw to. Who's the number one running back next year? If you want to tease the next fantasy podcast. I wasn't talking about Philly. Talking about overall. God, get off the Philly bandwagon. No, you just did your no, you did your top ten quarterback, so I want to tease the next podcast. Would you uh who's who's the who would you Is it Zeke? Is it Dalvin? Is it Christian McCaffrey, obviously? Yeah. God, he's got a brand new offensive coordinator and head coach. I told you about Christian McCaffrey two years ago. Thursday gonna get some champagne. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.